this so it can do, we can do a podcast with it too. Um, so last week you posted on your Instagram, a really cool picture of you ripping a paper and it said stigma. And (laughs) tell me a little bit about that caption, um, and why you posted that. Right. Well, stigmas are big in any industry, but definitely there is a lot of stigma in the beauty industry. And for myself, I am a licensed home-based salon. How many of you guys, like, what are your thoughts actually on a home-based salon? And the thing that's having a home-based salon too is like, I'm a Canadian gal. <laughs> and uh, I know majority of your watchers are from the United States. And I actually don't even know what states actually don't allow to have home-based salons. I tried to search that last night and I wasn't able to find anything. You know, I don't know that off the top of my head. I would say just look it up on your, um, the state cosmetology thing. They'll be pretty clear about it. Florida, I was, which is the state that I'm in. I dug around a little bit and it was pretty easy to find not only that it was legal, but the stipulations of how you had to do it. And then once you find that out, then you have to go to your town, to your city, to whatever, because your HOA, because just because the state says it's okay, doesn't mean Carol next door from the HOA and her poodles think it's cool. That was so mean. I don't know why I said that, but. (laughs) Um, I like it. (laughs) I think. How many of you guys put your, put praise hands up if you're a home-based salon? What are what are praise hands? The praise hands emoji. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have questions about having a home based yeah, salon and like looking through, it's hard to um, talk and read on at the same time. We need like an assistant. Um, Absolutely. So this is what I want to talk about a little bit before we even get into the whole, like your whole story. The the simplest part, you will save a ton of money by doing this because there is definitely perks for sure on doing it at home. And the big one is not paying rent or a lease. Um, Leah Webb says it might be odd having clients in your home. Well, in my, in Florida here, they're not actually in your home. You have to have. A, a complete wall like you can't be you're not allowed to be able to go into the salon from your house it has to be like through a separate entrance or entrance. like in a separate building in your backyard like however you do it or yeah. if it was in we don't have basements in florida but if it was if those same laws applied in whatever state you're in you would have to have a separate they never go through your main living space i'm in sarasota too what's up golf gate <laughs> I warned her yeah, before we went on. Entrance. You have yeah, a separate I have a separate entrance. Yeah, I actually work in my front garage, so it's completely separate. I can't hear anything that's going on into my house, and just have that privacy. And it actually feels like a salon suite atmosphere, but it's still under one roof. And it's under so one mortgage really payment that you can yes, write and off. And that's one thing. <laughs> like it is. It does lessen your stress for sure of trying to, you know, you don't have to worry about paying for rent and paying for your mortgage, right? You can just, it's for your mortgage, which is nice. Amy, oh, I know where that is. I'm in Golfgate. I'm totally going to come see you because I need people to help me make content. So I will just DM me. 
Sorry, I knew this was going to be a mess because I get excited, oh, yeah. but... But yes, absolutely. But her question, right? Like, it can be awkward, especially if you're meeting a new person coming into your space. Walk me through sure how you, you do that. Sorry, I cut you off. Walk me oh, through yes. how you take a new person that you don't know. Because yes. do you? So, pardon? Do you take new clients, right? That you... Yeah, oh, I take new clients. But what I do uh, before they start a hair journey with myself is I actually have a one-hour paid consultation first so it's a great interview just to see if first of all we're on the same page of our hair journey uh, second of all too this actually helps to dissipate people who are being beauty bargainers because people who think that you know coming to a home salon is you know they're Very coming for cheap Right, praise God. They're coming for, you know, cheap services. Like, I value this industry so much that I still want to be professional. There's still a lot of values that I have. Like, I invest in my education. But by doing this, this helps them make comfortable coming into my space and vice versa. And also the expectations when I am, you know, doing their their hair, getting their, their glow on. <laughs> and but, yeah, that's what I do. I I keep going back to the main thing for me, like my brain just goes to money, money, money. And I'm like, you're saving so much money. Like what's the rent on the average salon suite is between 12 and $20,000 a year. I mean, you could do a decent build out for under $20,000, couldn't you? No, absolutely. Um, Also, too, like I've looked on actually, um, we're getting a garage built in the backyard for my husband, and it will actually cost about 30 grand just to do plumbing to get into the backyard. So that's still like expensive. To take the plumbing to a set, but if the plumbing's already in the house, even if it's not. So even if, okay, so say I'm in this room right now, and there's. I would definitely just want to put the sink. Actually, you know what? There is no water in the... Okay, so here, answer me this if you have any idea. I'm in this room right now. On the one wall is the guest bathroom. But I know on the other side of that wall, there's no plumbing. It's all the way on the other wall. That's not as big of a deal as like moving outside of the house, right? Or is it? Right. Um, Plumbing is like the biggest expense in this for most people, right? Absolutely. It's plumbing and electrical is the biggest. Tell me what you had to do with electrical. So what was super nice is we actually moved into our new home. So with in our mortgage, everything was done and all the permits and all done through the builder. So we started like right from, it was just skeleton. So you that just was did awesome. it from everything. the beginning, which is, yeah, that's and how everything ideal. was put into our mortgage, which was nice. So that is something to consider as well. Um, I have been a licensed home based salon for seven years, so I was previously actually in my basement <laughs> of all places. But that was something that I knew that I strived and desired of having my ideal space at home. So I was able to finally, you know, upgrade to be here. But uh, yes, it was ideal to have a home builder and have it all all in there and yeah. i just went very simple electrical plumbing wallet done you have to have a separate bathroom uh, just right off of this this week yeah so okay. it's just like right off of my my entrance door so yeah. like if you for those of you that are just joining us or listening we're talking about having a home-based salon and why it is absolutely 
if it's right for you, if it's right for your family, if it's something that you want to look into, there should be absolutely no stigma whatsoever behind it. If you're doing it legitimately, like on the up and up, we're not talking about kitchen hair right now. No. We're talking about a, ser a serious business, <laughs> an absolutely <laughs> serious business that you happen to run basically adjacent to your home. In the States, I'm pretty sure it has to be like adjacent. I know in Canada, it's a little bit different, but still, I know several people that do, like one of my really good friends has a salon in her home in Canada. And I'm pretty sure she, you walk through like her, her foyer. You never go into the main part of her house, but she has yeah. an amazingly, amazingly legitimate rocking yes, business. that was my previous place before. They never walked through like right into my house. They just went right to my salon base. It was like my little hidden gem, which was super nice. Um, but yeah, it's, Tell it's me just, about, it doesn't really matter about location. Tell me about, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about, um, I'm just kind of going through these bullet points, just finishing up with build out, um, ventilation. Like a lot of these words, when you hear them, they sound like scary contractor terms and it's, oh, everything's going to be $10,000. What was ventilation for you? Cause I, from what you said, it was relatively simple. Yeah, it was a window, window that made sure, just because, like, it's different for other type of beauty industries, for sure. Like, if you're a nail tech uh, doing it at home, you need to have better because of all those particles everywhere. And, yes, we do work with chemicals, for sure. That's fuming. But uh, for myself, was ventilation, make sure that there was a window that was able to be opened. And you're not doing a lot of, like, high toxicity stuff correct like you do definitely more which that i mean whoever is doing it you have the option to do however you want like you can install better ventilation than you could get any place like you could customize everything to how you want it like i just i get excited i think this is just a fabulous <laughs> idea um and this just to further why there should be zero stigma behind this tell me about how you were approached to work with a brand Oh, yes. So um, it was going into my second year of working from home and I was headhunted with Matrix. So that is a really great thing because I never thought not I never thought that was possible working from home uh, to work with such an amazing brand. And they had they didn't care that I worked from home. They shouldn't. They not absolutely brands better realize that they work for yes absolutely and it just doesn't stop there so many opportunities and possibilities will arise from working from home and it's what your purpose is it's what you want to do right you have the creativity to make your business what wherever you are located in a suite a booth still commission salon or from home or a mobile service as well and this doesn't mean that because i know you have a little one this doesn't mean that he's there running under your feet the whole time. This doesn't mean that you're running like a daycare center for your clients. Like you run this the way that anybody would run any other salon. Am I right? Yes. It's pre-planning. It's pre it's actually sitting down with your family and having a family boundaries when you're working from home, right? Like I still want to make sure that my guests feel most zen when they're in my chair, right? Um, and at the very beginning, because Riker, my son, he's now nine, I started when I was two. 
So here was a thing that really worked great at the beginning if I had hunted new moms, right? Mom. Because sometimes they never, like, end up being in a salon, we don't really like to have kids running around, right? So a brand new mom where they wanted to still be with their baby, but yet still feel, you know, pampered, I gave that to them. But then down the road, I no longer took kids. I didn't take kids because it wasn't it wasn't my passion, right? Like, don't want to get me wrong. I, I like kids, but I know that I work with chemicals, hot tools, and sharp objects. So that was just something in the long run when my kid was able to be more independent. My friend just texted me literally right before we started this and said yeah. that um, somebody brought their kid. She has a solar space, and the kid broke her oh, ring light yeah. over the weekend. So I'm all for not taking kids. But again, it is the flexibility of it. You can make an exception for one client, for one situation. You can say, of course, you can bring like I would I never wanted people to bring kids for every reason that you just said. But then I had longtime clients that I knew really well. They had a brand new baby. Of course, they can bring the baby or, you know, I would do things that I would not tell my whole clientele (laughs) that I would do just because I know sherry's son behaves like an angel and he sits there and he watches the ipad so if she wants to bring him for it like it having that flexibility and that freedom i don't know (laughs) for those of you listening to the podcast her she just picked up her cat as she was getting in her way Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's, it's so important to, to actually establish boundaries for sure. Working from home, this is a very first step that you should, you should do for yourself. Um, and to learn to say no and value your worth when you say no, um, because you have to set those boundaries. Ooh, one oh, second. Yeah, someone had a question. Um, Amy, yeah. this is not who you think it is that we're talking to. That's um, Kristen Gossett, but I'm going to bring her on again. I interviewed Kristen, who works with kids that have, um, she does a lot of kids on the spectrum and special needs. I just wanted to say that's what, but go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all good. I'm just like, what were we talking about now? I get squirreled all the time. Oh, it's having boundaries. Boundaries. For sure. Yeah. And working from home, you have to treat your home business as a true business. Right. Like your guests, like just because you work from home, you know what? They can't show up late. They can't schedule at any time. Right. You have to be able to put your foot down and say, no, this is how I'm going to conduct my business to run smoothly. Right. So it's when you establish those boundaries, you can have rigid boundaries, but be willing to be open to adjust those boundaries to each people you have the freedom and the flexibility to run your business how you want to live your best life and it's completely up to you to do that and do you feel like that is has been an issue with any of your clients are they thinking like i'm coming to your house to get kitchen hair i'm gonna act accordingly or do people pretty much act right at the very beginning, it was kind of like that. So then that's when I had to, because a lot of times when boundaries, when you uh, create them, is during experiences that didn't favor, like align with you or didn't, that's not valued with you. So um, there was a little bit, but through my consultation with my new guests, I go through my policies right at the beginning so that they are well aware and understand that this is 
not a hobby, that this is a legit business. That hour consultation, you don't do any yeah. hair in that, right? Like you're no, just... I don't touch. No chemicals, no snip action. It is full on because communication is key, right? Um, and it's so much more than a five-minute chit-chat and a Pinterest photo, right? There are so many elements on hair. I go through risk factors on hair because I do believe that my guests should know. And I want to have better expectations on their hair because, you know what, there's still some aspects about when you're analyzing the hair that we as hairdressers actually truly don't know. Right, because we can't internally see the hair, right? We don't have microscopes. Yeah, Leslie says, How do you market? That's why I keep doing this for anybody that's watching. I'm like trying to move the microphone for both of us. Leslie says, How do you market yourself and continue to grow your clientele? Do you rely mostly on referrals? Uh, it's a little bit of both, right? I, I market through social media. Social media has actually been. Like there's pros and cons of social media, of course, but such an, a crucial thing for my business because I proudly promote that I'm a home-based business, right? From the very beginning that I wasn't scared from, I like stigmas and stuff are meant to be challenged. And, um, yeah, so sometimes the referrals and everything as well, but I just, you know, push out there, do hashtags about my, around my area and, on promoting my business. I promote by showing my space, what my space actually looks like, um, my creations, right? It goes all on there. No, So basically no different than anybody else that's already marketing themselves on social media. You're a business, market yourself like it, act accordingly. You don't give out your address right away. Is that yes, right? I don't give out my address until the day before for my new guests as well. Um, and there's a lot of things that, you know, uh, we're, we should talk about preference and precautions of like what type of, you have to know your ideal clientele for sure. So then you can market yourself better on attracting those people that you want to take on a hair journey with you, but also for cautions because you are working from home like I actually no longer well I take no men <laughs> so I have I have my cousin he's like 78 years old right but in my family but men like it's just one thing that you know what it's it's a safety thing not only safety for yourself but also too weirdly enough it's for your partner your soulmate my husband as well of not you know making his mind free right so that's something that's the thing like whatever <laughs> however you want to do it however you're comfortable like you just said like yes. in any business in any relationship you you and your partner should talk about whatever and however yeah, yeah I, that didn't oh, yeah. it has never been like it like an issue but it's just something to be openly talk about with your partner um and i had this weird experience too when i first opened up of a guy you know, messaging late at night, wanting a hair service, what my um, address and stuff was. And it just wigged me out, right? But you know what? That can happen at any salon suite or right. it happens anywhere. It's like, regardless that you work from home. So, and also too, is not doing children cuts anymore because one thing, life wigs me out. And I don't want it in my home. <laughs> Again, the freedom to pick and choose how you want to do yes. any of this is is just it's like a next like I'm I'm big on sweets and the freedom with there, but this is even like another level of freedom in your whole life in financially everything. Say that one more time. You're, you're cutting that middleman out, right? Like of 
paying lease and mortgage. Like the thing is, I grew up in the industry. I've been in the industry for 14 years um, that it was unacceptable to work from home. Right. So I had those assumptions of those who work from home, that they're uneducated, unprofessional. They're the black market of our industry. And it's so shady. And then I'm like, look where I am now. (laughs) But when I started, there is no salon suite available. And I would have loved to have a salon suite. I didn't really feel comfortable about doing a booth rental Um, because, you know, sometimes the salon, I was there for the client right? Whoever was in my chair and that's who I really wanted to service most. So that all makes sense. All right. I wanted to keep this around the 20 minute mark and we're right about there. So as we're wrapping up, I want to say one, thank you for taking the time to do this. I'm absolutely obsessed with what you're doing. I think it's, you're the first person that I've seen that's openly like, this is your lane. Like you're talking about this and it's fantastic. More people need to hear about it. Um, And like I said, in wrapping up, this is we are not talking about kitchen hair. We are not everything we're talking about is on the books, legitimate, you know, stamped from your from every everything from your neighborhood to the state to federal, like everything's operating under the law. And um, if you want to follow Jamie, tell them your Instagram handle. Yeah, it's at underscore seriously. And she's linked like all over my stuff too. I'll add her to my stylish tribe story highlight and tell them what you have for them over on your Instagram bio. Uh, For you guys, I have a free downloadable uh, guidebook for you. It's called burning questions just to see if you are considering on entering this career path to see if it's actually a right fit for you. So I actually right here. It's a nice workbook for you that will just, it's kind of like your pre-plan too, before making your business plan as well. So it has all the questions, get your thought out on paper and you can actually put it into action. So that is free for you guys. Um, and also I saw there's a question here. Yeah, Leslie wants to know, she says, I feel like my biggest concern with having a home-based salon is my fear of not being able to separate work and home. Is that an issue for you? For myself, it's not because you need to have discipline and determination and having balance, right? And that not always you're going to be motivated like in your business, but you have to learn to be disciplined in your in your business as well and having that open communication with your family and for your guests as well. So you have to do a lot of pre- like still like it doesn't matter where you work if you're working in a commission salon or a a booth rental or a salon suite you're going to have to separate work so things that i do to help separate work is like i do not um receive or message back text messages after eight o'clock and i do not do consultations via text messaging right because my time away from the chair is dedicated for my family they're my number one Right. So I do really good on that. Do you communicate those specific boundaries or do people just kind of like figure them out when you don't reply to their text message? Like, how do you? Oh, no, I communicate full on with them. hundred percent that um, if they because I understand if you have a thought and you want to text message me about like appointment or a concern. Right. I'm like, do it right away. But just know if it is on a Sunday or a Monday, Monday on my days off, I will not message you until that following Tuesday. And also too, like on my Facebook, 
um, like through the DMs, I have an automated message that says on there as well. It's like, I won't, won't get back to you during, uh, my, my regular work hours, especially on your email. I have that as well. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I'm, I want to be transparent and very clear to my guests that come sit in my chair, right? Cause it's a relationship that I really want to work. I don't want to feel like I'm getting taken advantage of with my guests and I still want to continue on doing my job. So yeah. Fabulous. That was, I mean, does anybody else before we, and I feel like this went really well and we'll, you'll probably see Jamie back here again or vice versa. I might hop on her channel Hey, whatever. Um, does anybody, before we sign off, are there any final questions? I think we answered. No, I think we're good. All right. Feel free to message me as well, and I will, you know, answer your questions to the best of my ability. I'm saving this. It's going to go on a podcast episode, and it is also going to be available pretty soon as an IGTV because this is too good not to just let be an evergreen I'm so obnoxious. <laughs> this is too good not to share with the world. Thank you, girl. I really, really, really appreciate your time. And it was amazing. And um, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye, Jen. Bye, everyone. Bye. Trying to figure out how to hang it up. There we go.